It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off the limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Oh, Vic, do you want to know something terrible? Oh, <gasps> tell me. Oh God. Yes, yesterday I was meant to be on someone else's podcast, the Funny Mummies one that you said about. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you forget? I forgot <gasps> because I was eating brownie. I got a message and missed calls. I was chatting to uh, my friend out the front. I'm like, meander through the house. I was like, oh, who's called me? Uh-huh. Why the f- why the fuck have tape rang me? And I was like, oh, Laura, just a gentle reminder, you're meant to be on the Funny Mummies podcast at <laughs> half past 10. Laura, just another reminder. Laura, they said they're going to have to cancel. I was like, yeah, I just sent one back and capital letters going, fuck. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> occupied. Completely forgot, but I did do it. I was just really late. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, well, we've all been there. It's easily done, you know. I'm terrible. Even though, like, I feel like my schedule is not even that busy with appointments and things like that, or meetings or whatever, even when I have one thing, I always forget it. Yeah. Always forget it. I've been terrible this week. I've forgotten loads. I do. I really feel like um, lockdown has impacted my ability to remember organised dates and things like that. I mean, I've always been a bit of a punctual Patricia I've always had to be on time. It's been a big thing for me. And then if I'm not on time, I stress about it. Yeah. And I stress a lot less about timekeeping now than I ever have done. Yeah. So this is the most in my life that I've ever been late. I just, I'm be, late for stuff. Mm, I was going to say that's got to be beneficial, but maybe not for the person waiting for you. <laughs> no, because I'll just be like, I'm so sorry I'm late because I didn't <laughs> rush. I didn't break my back to get here. I don't conform to the time schedule of the. I of the don't man. even wear a watch. I actually yeah. don't wear a watch. Do I you don't wear a watch? watch. No, no, I've never worn one. Never. Like I don't want smart watches or anything like that. No, don't like I don't like it. I don't need to know. It's too much information. Everybody's watching. Well, it's not even that. I just don't care. I don't want to know how much I've slept. That just stress would me freak out. me out so much because me, I, me too. A hundred percent, dare you? I do not sleep very well at all. But it would, you know, when it's like, oh, you've got to eat, uh, you've got to eat eight hours a day. No, you've got to sleep eight hours a day to basically live longer. And if I slept seven hours, 21, I'd be like, that's it. I'm going to be fucking dead next week. That's 40 minutes off my life. (laughs) Yeah, that's 40 minutes of my life. I'm sorry, I had to fart. (laughs) She did a lean. She did a lean to release the air. I have to, yeah. I, I, I just yeah the less I know sometimes the better I think that just that's where I'm at in my life now I just don't mm. want to know about it I just no. rather just be ignorant to, to everything yeah <laughs> I agree we're um, blissfully unaware anyway haven't even said hello yet hello hello uh, how are you oh, I'm all right darling how are you how's your arm all right yeah I got a tattoo Laura's had not I think a tattoo you've had some life-changing ink work done I have yeah I mean there's no coming back from that bad boy is there no you can't cover that up I'm in the process of getting a tattooed sleeve so the whole of my arm will be covered in a tattoo is it going up the top bit as well yeah is it really I'm going whole hog 
Wow. What's going to happen at the top? Is it going to be like a continuation? Very of similar. Yeah, very similar. Of... So it's very Mandela. Mandela or Mandala. I don't know how you say it. The Mandela effect. I don't know what that is. No, that seems to be a conspiracy of th- uh, conspiracy theorists who believe the proof of an alternative universe. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's definitely not that. Mandala. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know, the shape thing. No, I, don't, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. It's just a fucking pattern. It's that floor dot work. So that it's just that's all being incorporated. How long did it take? Did it hurt? Four hours. I just oh, numbed wow. the shit out of it. Wow. I ate McDonald's, you know. Yeah. Chat, chat some shit. Um, t- you know that Rob's got a tattoo of me on his arm. No, he has not. Yeah, do you not know that? No. It is. Uh, I mean, obviously, how do you take the news that when your partner says, oh, "I'm going to get a tattoo of you on my arm," you're like, "Um, okay, you psychopath." Has <laughs> Rob got a lot of tattoos? He's got two. I'm sure oh. we've talked about this because he's got his shit getaways one on one arm. Yeah. That um, he got and no one else got in the band. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I know about that one, but I didn't know the fact that he had you. Yeah, and on the other arm, he's got me on my on the wedding day, on my wedding day. But it's not like, oh. um, it's not a realistic depiction of me. It's like, it's unusual. It's really quirky. But yeah, it's just me in my wedding dress. And Oh, I love that. It's a, I, I, it's like a cartoon, essentially. Um, but yeah, he's got that. I do like it. I was very worried when he said he was getting it done. And then... As soon as I saw the picture, I was like, oh, no, that's really cool. Like yeah, because yeah, obviously it's not like a stick man, no. which is probably the equivalent <laughs> like of what I could man. draw. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think that, um, I because I know there have been points where I've felt like really worried about how other people will see it. Yeah. Like, so, oh my God, what if that person doesn't like it? What if that person judges me for it? And then a couple of times I've been like, it's not for them. So it doesn't matter what they think. That's so mad to me that that even went through your mind. You know that? That's how I've lived my entire life. I know, which which is what I've, it's getting to know you. And uh, especially over the last like six months, I've realised that. Because you've been really honest about it, obviously. It's not like yeah. I've had some epiphany. You've just literally spelled it out that that's, something that you know it's always kind of bugged you I suppose is what other people think but you are shedding yourself of that I'm shackle. like a, a snake <laughs> slithering in amongst the grass shedding its skin yeah <laughs> what and, a description. Um, or more like a no I think a phoenix from the ashes is better but fucking probably snake. than a snake yeah shedding snakes aren't skin. like they're they're depicted quite normally negatively aren't they yeah yeah, it's a it's an interesting trajectory. Trajectory. Ooh, what a good on. word. Tra- trajectory. Mm-hmm. Can't even say it. Trajectory. I can't even say the thing that's on my fucking arm. <laughs> Mandala. Mandala. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm Thanks. loving it. Thank and, you. Um, I loved your video of well of you in the tropical garden getting your norks out. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was. They sent it through to me. I was just like, oh, so proud of myself. Yeah. So proud. Yeah, it's amazing. It's all about, you know, I think that's the thing with social media, in it. In it. In it. I don't want to um, necessarily always be funny anymore. I think I just want to be like inspirational, not like a, oh my God, she's such an inspiration, because that's such a cockwank thing to do. But I, I think I'd much rather just know that I've inspired people because that seems to have more longevity to it than some other it's stuff. Just having a laugh. Yeah, but then, but then there's longevity in making people laugh as well, isn't there? It's a bit of both. Bit of both, mate. I was say that you do both. You, it's, both. It's a very nice. Both. It's 
sort of combination of um, I know what you mean. I think uh, there's just a point with social media uh, where you just kind of you don't always just want to perform, do you? You kind of no. You want to talk about other things. I just want to be me, mate. I just want to want be me. me. <laughs> I want to be me. <laughs> what I'd ideally like to be me with you. Oh. We've talked about this a lot, haven't we, Vic? We have. We have oh, we'd love to work with each other. Yeah. Can I just say to the audience as well, do you notice how every single time I say anything like that, she always goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, No, we've said it many times, but we live too far apart, mm. don't we? That's why we, we have do. to do our, we do our, virtual, our virtual meetups. Although we're trying, trying to organise seeing each other next month, we which are. will be the first time in nearly two years. Oh my God, is that... Nearly two years, yeah. Shut the bed. Shut the yeah. bed and clean the sheets. That's a long time. I know. It doesn't feel that long, but it's know, tragically... It? It's because we see each other on here all the time, don't we? So yeah. it doesn't feel, but to see you, to see you, to smell you, to Wrap my you. arms around you. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm well excited. I'm really looking forward to it. Anyway, I don't know if I said how are you. What's happened to you this week, Vic? Oh, it's been very eventful. There's been a lot going on. The extension started. Yeah. Most exciting thing. But then pretty the huge. excitement was pretty much immediately replaced by a massive whopping bill for work that was unforeseen. Uh, just some yeah bullshit stuff that's been uncovered with the dig in the foundations that's just annoying that you can't have any control over. Now you're thinking about sending your dirty pants to some pervs around the UK to make some money. Don't have a budget for the kitchen anymore so (laughs) ideas on a postcard for how I can make some quick dough would be much appreciated. I will sell my knickers. I'd sell them. I'd sell them at a point of ovulation mate. (laughs) I'm there right now. They're real crispy. <laughs> They're real crispy by the end of the day. Um, yeah, that's happened. Oliver's still adjusting to school. That's been How's quite that emotional. Going? It's very emotional. It's very emotional. Um, all my other mum friends that like you know, his nursery crew, they're all in exactly in the same boat. That all the kids seem to have like now the realization that this is it. Yeah, this is school. This is life is set in, and um, there's a lot of sort of refusal to go and tears, and then just yeah, he's just so fucked at the end of the day. So I've started doing like structured learning now. He's really all over the place. Just yeah, it's it's quite it's exhausting for it us is. all involved. Like and and you know what I've noticed him doing as well is that he's going back to doing really babyish things. Like he wants, I think he needs me to baby him a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I I still have the baby talk. I don't do it, obviously, because that would be probably a bit weird. But yeah. both both of my children still talk to me in baby voices at times because really? I and I always have taken it, although I find it insanely irritating. I've always taken it that it's because they need that reassurance of what you would nurture a baby as. So. Yeah, completely. So it was like that today. So we had a. I took him to Sainsbury's to choose his birthday cake. He's having a party, his birthday soon. He's having a party on Sunday. Mm. This just, I, I absolutely love this about Oliver. Um, he got to choose his cake. So we went, he's having it with his mate. Um, his mate wanted a Spider-Man cake. So we got to And I was like, but you can choose anyone that you want. <laughs> he chose the pinkest, tackiest cake. I love with a tiara that. On top yes, of it. I love that. I, I already know what one you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Was he was just like that. That one. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. 
you know what Toby sometimes likes having his nails painted and stuff and the one thing oh, that I found I that. so fucking difficult and he likes to put my makeup on and he likes me to put makeup on him the one thing I found really fucking difficult is since he's been in school he does he worries about it more because he says no mummy because then people say that I'm not a boy and I hate that because it's like yes that is not the case you can do whatever the fuck you Not want the patriarchy. To, even if you've got balls. Toxic oh, yeah. masculinity. Fuck you in the ass. I just, I love it. I absolutely embrace it. Oliver's the I same. Do. He loves getting dressed up in all, like, oh wear my, my clothes. He puts it. my shoes on. He loves the makeup. Yeah. He, loves, he loves his fairy wings, everything. He's so into it all. But what I love about it is that to him, he's, he's still a lot, he's a lot younger, isn't he? So... But to him, it isn't like there. It doesn't seem to be a distinction between that's for girls and this is for boys. No. It's only like those fucking outside influences. Because I know mm-hmm. the other kids have said it at nursery for me. Like, eh. He said to me, oh, you know, boys can't play with that. I'm like, no, that's absolute shit. That's absolute fucking bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you can't, what can you do? You can't control it. But so long as I, I feel like so long as he's free to express himself, in whatever way he wants at home, free from judgment, then it's fine. And it? it's like, I hear I you. Know. It's just, yeah. What can you do about those narrow-minded outside influences? It's impossible to control them. Uh, can I just say that the foxes are still having an absolute fucking walling up outside of the garden, even though they've dug a two-meter trench all around my house. Have you asked them to piss in your garden? No, I haven't. I mm-hmm. we're not. I don't think we're at that stage in our relationship yet. Oh, I would just be out with it. I'd be like, "Hi, guys. I know you don't know me, but can you just piss in the back garden? Because I need you to get rid of the foxes for me." I think I, I'm going to ask them 100 because they they were using my toilet too. I didn't get a portaloo. They didn't get a portaloo, or you didn't. No, they asked us if we wanted to get one for them, and I just said no because it would be sat on my front. Fucking hell, we knew that you could get one of those for a builder. If they had a portaloo, there'd be no need for them to come in the house. Because they're just outside. They haven't, like, taken over the house at all yet. But I said no, because it's right it's where my bike is. Wow. And then also I thought, if I do massive stinky shit in there, it stinks and shit. And portaloos smell even if you burp oh, no. in it, yeah. let alone shit in it. <laughs> in it. <laughs> I hate portaloos. Yeah, so I just said no, don't worry about it. But one of them's already taken a shit in the toilet up here. Oh, God. Yeah, it stank. It's like proper man yeah. poo. It's like, oh, Lord. Oh, oh what a lot. There's one fella who just uses the toilet about eight times a day. So I was like, well, he's obviously got something wrong with his prostate. I can't eat today, can I? He's your perfect candidate. <laughs> Isn't he? <laughs> he could literally be all over your garden yeah. in a day. Yeah, I should. Yeah, that's right. You're right. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the frequent pisser to do it. You need to ask prostate Patrick to just <laughs> give it stacks. <laughs> oh lord. Uh, oh yeah, and also Laura, I'm on day 14 of no drinking. Hey, how's that going? It's got really easy. Yeah. Now I'm like into it. I'm just sort of, yeah, whatever. Take it or leave it. Why not? But mainly leave it. But uh, teeth yeah. total bitches. Yeah. I mean, I've obviously I've said like I don't know if it'll be forever, but for now yeah. I'm I'm in it, and uh, I've just sort of replaced whenever I get the urge to have a drink, which hasn't been that often at all. Now I had it quite a bit in the first week, but now I'm like now whatever. I just bought an array of um, interesting flavoured fizzy drinks. I had like a rhubarb and apple one tonight. It was a delight. How fancy. Yeah, but it just it's just nice to have like a nice little cold drink that tastes different to what you normally drink in a day. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. And I think the reality is people like you and I don't have to get pissed to be mental. Like we can do that really well sober. So well, the, the other thing is for me is that my anxiety has reduced. Really? So much like the last week. And, and I've noticed it more when stressful things have happened mm-hmm. because rather than, and actually quite a lot of stressful stuff has happened over the last mm. week. Um, but I just, I hit that like adrenaline fueled flighty, like, fuck, oh my God. But it's just how I then recover from it. It's just much quicker. Yeah. You're able to like maintain your sense of like awareness better. Yeah, completely. And then just day to day, like I've just felt much better. My sleep's been really good. Um, and I've been doing a little yoga. Me and Rob do yoga at bedtime together now for 10 minutes before we get into bed every single night. Steve and I should do that. Steve does yoga at bedtime and in the morning, but we never do it together. I'll do it. It's, it's like, it's just 10 minutes. It's really simple. I mean, the funny thing is he does it on the bed and I do it down the floor because it's not enough. How the fuck can you do it on the bed? It's really simple. You just do like cat cows and then... Oh, okay. And then uh, do some stretching either side. It's so gentle. It's not oh, like Steve does. Out. That's what Steve already does. Yeah, but when he does it, he does it on... Because he's doing it on the bed and he's on all fours. It just looks like some sort of weird section. <laughs> he's about to be vomit. Oh, my God. Especially with you on the floor. Like some fucking kinky floor play oh, floor God. play floor play but for both of us i've done every single night i've done it i reckon i'm asleep within 10 minutes of my head hitting that play like and that is unheard of for me doesn't happen so i think it's what a, a fucking trans you're talking about me and my transformation just because i've had my hair cut and i've had a tattoo look at you <laughs> giving up alcohol <laughs> doing cat cows at bedtime with um Fucking i should say with 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 toby that would be weird because that's my son <laughs> with <laughs> robert Oh, look, yeah. at you. look at us we're on a journey man what a inspiration you're potentially being for for someone who because i've never been that much of a drinker i'm a binge drinker like i'll just drink to get absolutely wasted which yeah. is also not great for you is it no. whereas for people that are listening actually you might encourage them to go fuck it i'm gonna give it a go yeah that's the more like casual drinkers you know yeah and i also think it's like not about being like oh right i'm gonna give it up for 10 weeks it's just like okay i'm gonna give it up for five days and if you can get to that five days and then go okay i'm gonna give up for another five days do you know what i mean it's like not getting too far ahead of yourself it's like just take each day as it comes yeah which makes each day. sense you're just trying to make small steps to improve your own health and mental well for me it's my mental well-being mainly yeah above everything else it's my anxiety i think we all put our mental well-being down to the very bottom of the pile because it's uh, it doesn't often feel like a priority no but honestly just having just feeling a bit more in control of it over the last fortnight it's like i've just yeah it's really important for me to not feel that mental as mental mm. as I have been feeling so I'm on it oh I'm loving it oh I'm lifting my weights as well wait those bingo wings <laughs> bingo wings be gone um right well fucking hell we've done a lot of chat haven't we I think we might have to cut the condenser that down a little bit Vic uh have you got an icebreaker this week yes I do oh have you well done go on then what old person things do you do? Old person things? Yeah. Oh my god, I am an old person. Well, what do what give me an example? I <laughs> I shit in my bath. No. 
<laughs> with the plug-in. Um, I tell you what, this always makes me feel so ancient whenever I do this, but because I take so many fucking vitamins, I have like a vitamin dispenser box. You know the ones oh, they choose wow. with them as if I this out. Do you? Like, yeah, I need one of those. So it's so much more convenient, mate, than having to take out nine vitamins, whatever the hell it is, every single day. And when you swallow them all in one go, do you ever think, I, I think I might actually die from choking on this many vitamins in one go are you mental doing them in one go i it takes me three yeah. days to get them down oh no they all go in and down and they're proper big ones as well i told you this one that always makes me nearly throw up well the magnesium one no it's not even that one anymore it's it's a really small little circular one it's my b6 that one every time and it tastes like fucking assholes oh god i get, I get the fear of b6 like, oh, you gotta put it in me. It's gonna make me gag. I don't know why, but it just, I thought it would taste like vitamin C. I hope it's a totally different vitamin. It is, yeah. <laughs> Funny that, isn't it? So I've got my pills. I do my pills. I do my pills once a week. Um, I mean, I love gardening. That's pretty old person. Vibes, that is a bit. It? It's a bit Alan Titchmarshy, yeah. I love it. Oh, I'm a bit like Charlie Dimmick, aren't I? <laughs> you are. You are. Oh my god! I remember being in a club when I was like eighteen, and uh, there was this really fit guy there who I did end up um, mounting. And his stupid friend was like, "Ah, oh, you look like Charlie Dimmick," and then he wouldn't stop calling me Charlie Dimmick, and I was so furious about it because I was only eighteen. I was like, "How dare you?" Yeah, she was like ninety-five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Charlie Dimmick is about five years older than us, but yeah, yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> but it, it, it was, it was one of those like she's so fucking old. Yeah, and the saggy tits. I was like, oh, how dare you? Everyone was obsessed about boobs, weren't they? Yeah. Whereas now, do you not do you not find that saggy boobs is so much more acceptable now than it ever has been before? I just, I love that. Yeah. Because we we would definitely have never been part of a society that's like, oh yeah, saggy tits are good. I know, I just wish that we'd see it on more like celebs, do you know what I mean? There's not enough yeah. celebs with a with a black. But then up. when you think about like the late nineties, it was always about like that proper pumped up look, wasn't it? Like you mm-hmm. had no underboob at all. Yeah. Whereas now you will see underboob more on famous people like you don't see that proper heavy cosmetic tip Pamela Anderson I, I don't know I think it just depends what circles you mix in yeah maybe <laughs> that you frequent in I don't frequent in any circles where plastic surgery has been put into anyone's boobs no no I might start asking people if you had your tits done have you had your tits <laughs> done I'm pretty sure no mum in the playground would appreciate that. No, you can normally tell though, can't you? Yeah. Well, sometimes you, it can be deceiving. I wish that they, I would, I would get, I would, I would never want to put like silicone bag things in my tits because I'd be too scared that they were going to burst. But if there was a, a way that they could just pump some of my fat from somewhere else into them, I'd be up for that. I don't mind a pair of fatty mammary glands. <laughs> I'll take it because, um, you know, minus very saggy mate doesn't fat weigh quite a lot though so i don't know if that would just make them like very very heavy yeah then they just sag even more like that lady that that i'll never forget the lady that injected cooking fat into her face what and initially she looked banging yeah and then very quickly did not anymore I don't know about her. What the hell? Oh my God, yeah. And so that's what some people do when they can't afford plastic surgery. 
or they can't afford Botox. They'll just inject themselves with cooking fat. That is and there insane. was this whole thing of like, FYI, don't do it. I, I would never have even, you know, contemplated injecting anything into myself. I don't think I could do that. No, I'm a real pussy. There's no way I, I would be able to do that. Um, have you got any old people things that you do? Um, I don't, I mean, I obviously take a lot of vitamins like you, but I don't know that I do have, I mean, I asked the question and yet I don't think I do. I did obviously, I did diamond art for a while, oh, that's which right. is more therapeutic than it is old lady, thanks. But you've given it up now. I just can't be fast to do it. Um, I, I, I painted Warhammer for like a minute. I got bored of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think I do any old paint. I'm just too cool for that bit. Oh, your new bloody pixie cut and your sleeve tattoo. Yeah, look at me. No OAP action round here. I have a story now for you, and it does kind of double up as a tiny bit of tidy up time, just purely in the sense that it's a smear test story that came in late, but it's too funny not to share. Oh, wonderful. Oh, Please wonderful. <laughs> Oh, bloody lovely. Okay, here we go. Hello, ladies. I bloody love the pair of you. I made my appointment for my smear. My daughter was due her preschool booster. So they suggested, as it's the same nurse, we can do them at the same time. Brilliant. My normal nurse wasn't available, so they had someone new. While doing the smear, I ended up having a nervous fart (laughs) while she was practically face deep in my minge. And it was really smelly. I wanted <laughs> oh, no. to cry. When we went back through to reception, my beautiful daughter decided to tell everyone that the nurse has just looked up mummy's hairy fairy and she farted in her face. <laughs> hairy fairy and farted in the lady's face. That was one of the things that we didn't discuss. That is, I'm always so worried about that when I have a smear test. Fanny farting I am, but not bum farting. No bum farting, definitely. Because they kind of like, just having to get your legs up and, like you know I think as soon as I put my legs together and I go into the frog I feel like that's just gonna open up my sphincter and a little puff of air is gonna come out that's what I feel oh your cervix your sphincter it's just nerves as well isn't it it's nervous farts yeah but then I I do think that when you're nervous about farts a bit like nervous about you know some people can be nervous about being in a room and not knowing where the exit is which to be fair is a little bit like me but it's like being nervous about not having a toilet to shit in, then you need a shit. Being nervous about needing a fart and then all of a sudden needing a fart. It's, yeah, I mean, you're nervous about your exit and what's going to exit you, basically. That's what it is. But your brain engages. Yeah, it engages in all of your exit holes when you're nervous. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. So bad. And the fact that it was smelly. Oh, that's bad, isn't it? Yeah, because... You know how nurses will always go, oh, don't worry about it. I'm used to this. But there must be a part of them that goes, the ember of your fucking arsehole is now all over my face. Particles of you is on me. You know, like that's not all right. Do you reckon that um, you'd say something if you did it? If you, or would you just try and completely ignore that it ever happened and just carry on? Oh, God. I think I, there is a 50-50 chance, depending on which part, side of my brain is activated in that moment. You're so right. Me too. I, I've done it before. When, when I was really pregnant and I couldn't stop fighting, I just fighted all the time. I fighted in a meeting. <laughs> like, audibly. <laughs> and I just carried on as if nothing happened. But I went Did bright, you? But I went bright red. <laughs> 
was like, so yes, we really uh, <laughs> discussed this particular thing. And everyone else was just like, luckily that one didn't smell. <laughs> I'm not very good, but I, if I've been in that room, I would have laughed because I'm, I'm shit laugh. in situations like that. I remember um, I've long been with Steve and I'd gone around to his grandparents' house and his nan was in the kitchen making tea and Steve was trying to fix his grand, <laughs> granddad's TV. So Steve was doing something and his granddad went, I'll be back in a minute. I'm just going to help your nan. And he went out to the kitchen <laughs> And it was like he thought it was fucking soundproof and it was like <laughs> it was like the longest, wettest part. Steve came up from behind the TV and was like laughing. And then as soon as he heard his granddad coming back in, he like basically tucked himself around the back of the TV again. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't know how to control all of the emotions in my body right now. Oh, I love it. It sounded like he'd shit and farted at the same time. I've just, I think there are moments when fasting is very unacceptable and having someone that isn't your partner, even if you're in the moment and he, he's given you a little licky licky, you still don't want to fart on him. Oh no, but I've done that. You must have done that. I've, I've fan, no, I've fanny farted no, loads of times. Bum guffed. I don't think I bum guffed. Bum guffed, good and good. Good and proper. You bunk up him good. I've done it. I've done it so many times. I was just maybe it's just maybe it's just my anus. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you have a slippery bum hole. <laughs> I, do I don't think I've hole. ever farted insects. I do genuinely think that my sphincter closes off when wow. I'm in that moment. I have the fucking opposite. Maybe it's because I'm not thinking about my bum, and I think my bum is mainly triggered by my thought. <laughs> it's anatomically connected to your brain. It is, yeah. There are many things that probably aren't connected to my brain that make me that intellectual, but my bum has a direct passage to my brain. <laughs> so when my bum's like, my bum will just talk to my brain. Like, not now. Not now. This is not, not the now. moment. This is not the yeah. moment. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sleep. Shh, now, Shut come on, darling. Shush, shush. Where's <laughs> mine going? Hello! Hello! Yours is throbbing. Oh, God, it's too much. Maybe you've got a tight vagina, but a flappy bum hole, whereas I've obviously got a very tight bum hole and a loosey-goosey vagina. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, Yeah, no one else said uh, about fanny farts in the smear test because you said you were scared of those, but, um, yeah, that can easily happen, especially when you take this. That must happen loads. Yeah, when the speculum comes out and that pocket of air, that gushing... I actually, when I'm doing one of the yoga moves, my bedtime routine, it's called a happy baby. If you don't want one of those, yeah, because where you lay on your back and you've got your feet up in the air, and yeah, you like hold on to the soles of your feet and you sort of like roll a bit. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is some queef-tastic maneuver. Well, imagine doing it in a fucking class and hoping that you don't queef it. Oh no, I oh, know. That's why I had to stop going to yoga because I, well, my anus. I'm being completely honest the reason I can't do public yoga cart is because yoga makes me fart like a cunt and I just have no control and I have done so many farts in yoga classes it's like I can't handle it nobody has an ass because I'd lose it I'm, I'd be like, no good the other thing as well I don't know if you have this in yoga because you start you start going to yoga now <laughs> <laughs> It makes me laugh so much every time it happens. 
there's there's certain moves in yoga that just make my flaps open yeah and then it's like slop back together yeah it's like, I know what you mean it's almost like they they, they don't slap back together but no, it's almost like it's like um yeah like that it's like, I know what you what mean when you've got a really dry mouth and you're just claggy it's like you fanny's claggy it's a claggy funny <laughs> claggy funny oh I hate it even with really tight leggings on claggy like, clunge that's what it could be called clunge. yeah even with like really tight leggings where I feel like my you know minge is nicely compacted into some like I think that's why I like a tight it. pant because I do feel like mine just slap out and slap together quite a lot like seals arms yeah yeah it's you know what I mean like oh, oh, oh exactly oh. that's what it's like and I'm pretty sure that if someone was next to me they would hear it and be like what is that noise is there a mouse next to me? But have you never felt like the air escape through your lips when it does that? Yeah, of course I have. When I'm you then sit back down and then like the air that has obviously just been tucked up into your little envelope yeah. just goes. Yeah. That's a really satisfying feeling as well. And then everything closes back down. It's like a Venus flytrap. You can feel it doing its inhale. Yeah. And it does a massive inhale when I'm doing that happy baby. And then when I come to sit up, it just... Oh, mate, like... I'm terrified of doing the happy baby now. Yeah, fucking hell, it's the worst now, See, you've now activated my brain to vagina discussion. Oh, so geez. when I next do the happy baby, my brain will go, but what if you do a funny fart? And it'll be like, here I come. <laughs> That's why I don't find it relaxing. I find yoga so relaxing at home, but when I do it in a class, I'm like, no way. Because if I go to child's pose, that is letting out a, a, a hell of a lot of wind. Charles Pose is excellent for getting rid of a big fart. It's an uh, opening. Sometimes, in fact, I just fart all the time when I do exercise. Sometimes when I'm doing jumping jacks, every jumping jack will be a fart. <laughs> I'd probably be like, you're an animal. <laughs> but not in a good way. <laughs> no, like, you're, oh, an, you're animal. an animal. You've disgusted me. Yeah. <laughs> right, I've got another story for you. Um, hi, ladies. I've got a funny story for you. Yeah, I just said that. I was 18 and had been with my first proper boyfriend for three years. We were always very comfortable with each other. We were also very good friends and took every opportunity to wind each other up. One time after we'd finished getting down to it, he removed the condom condom, and put it aside, not yet tying it off. Me being the bloody idiot that I am, suddenly thought it would be hilarious if I caught him off guard and squirted the jizz at him. (laughs) (laughs) We already know this is a bad idea. It's going to have bad, it's going to end bad. So my genius idea was to wait until he was doing something else, then quickly blow it up, make a little (gasps) hole in it, then squirt it at him. That is the worst idea anyone has ever... (laughs) blow it up he got up and went to the loo so I took my moment and sprang into action I blew into the condom and then tied it up in the so she's got she's like that's like one of those confetti balloons isn't it but just for, <laughs> fucking that is so fucking bad the fact that it would have been like all sloppy as well but you know when you blow up those confetti balloons and it makes that yeah. it just would have been like <laughs> as it was all unsticking the, uh, in the moment, the only way I could think to make a hole was with my teeth. So there I was with a blown-up jizz balloon. I took my teeth to it and nipped a tiny hole, at, what point, at which point it instantaneously backfired, throwing a shower of cum all over my face with a bang. <laughs> Obviously, it was at the exact point he walked back into the room. 
not my brainest of moments, but it was hilarious. I cried laughing whilst trying to explain what I was trying to achieve. I mean, what a fucking idiot. That is absolutely a brilliant comedy girl world. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's like, what's there not to love about that story? It's just that and I always, in these stories, I just love imagining the thought the train of thought that happens in that moment of where like, you're just like i'm oh. to get him <laughs> like, yeah. i don't care how i, I do it i'll bite a fucking hole in a blown condom full of jizz and also <laughs> my fanny juice i think the first the first part of that being insane is that <laughs> you're going to blow up the balloon <laughs> yeah yeah. Sorry, condom. It's not a fucking balloon. Blowing up a condom. And also, you're going to have to Plus. really give it stacks to bite through that. Because obviously, it's, it's meant to protect you from many, many things, many ailments, including pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. And you're trying to bite through it. I'd be there gnawing on it like a dog without any teeth. Oh, God. So, yeah, don't try that at home. No, or if you want to, please just record it yeah. next time. If it's your kid's birthday. And oh my God, can you imagine if that had been on record? Fucking yeah. hell, her face, the noise, him. What happened? Have you been shot? Oh, I just blew up a fucking condom and tried to explode jizz in your face. It's like a water balloon. You know how what happens to the liquid in that balloon? It goes absolutely fucking everywhere. Yeah, that would have been just cream tragically. Pied, cream pied. Um, do you want to do an agony arm? Yeah, so I've got an agony arm. Over the last few years, I've lost a bit of weight and my once were useful, wonderful titties have turned into skin tags. Empty bags of sad nothingness. Worst thing is I'm 26 and haven't had any babies yet. So I'm due to get breast augmentation. Augmentation. A good old titty job. On the 7th of October And at first When I went in For my first consultation I was buzzing Picturing myself With one of these Pagey girls Flaunting my new Great big tits All over the place Now as time is looming I feel almost a sadness That I have done this I'm all for loving my own body and it makes me sad that I've got to this point. I can't love a part of mine anymore and want to permanently change it. My partner loves my jiggly titties as he calls them. I just want to know what your thoughts are. Should I feel guilty for changing that part of my body? I almost feel like I'm letting the side down by doing what feels like a very privileged thing in my position where I have the opportunity. I've never had... Uh, any other procedures other than a bit of cheeky lip filler, but that's obviously a different kettle of fish. The big change to my body has literally floored me with anxiety over the last week, and I feel like I'm mourning my old jiggly titters. I have a professional job and haven't had the courage to tell my partners at work what the procedure is that I'm having done as they're all male, and I'm worried I'll lose a little of professionalism and they'll just see me as a pair of tits. Now, that alone is really upsetting because it's like she's a professional and she feels like people will lose uh, respect for her because of what she's choosing to do for her body. I achieve it. What do you think? You know what? This is what we've talked about before, though, and, mm. and how it's so like body image and how women feel about themselves and beauty standards. And it's so complex. It's not as black and white as just being like, I'm letting the side down. But. Uh, or I want nice, or I want different tits. I want tits that look away, that's more in line with what you know the beauty standards tell us tits should look like. Yeah, everything's so intertwined, and like she said, you know, she's doing it for herself, 
but equally it's kind of like I don't like I said before I think we talked about this last week you know all the week before and I said I like to think that I'm doing it for myself but actually it's probably because I am really conditioned to to feel shit about my body when it doesn't look a particular way we were only talking about it in this episode as well about saggy tits versus 90s tits where they were like all pumped up and yeah but I think you know she can have a breast augmentation that looks really natural Mm. um but it's really difficult isn't it because without I suppose if if it's caused her that much anxiety and she's been that unhappy with her body and she has the opportunity to do something about that and change it, which in which in normal scenarios, like she said, she's really privileged to be able to do that. You just wouldn't be able to change those kind of things. You can't change those kind of things unless you've got the cash for it because it comes at a cost, doesn't it? Then I just say, just, you know, go for it, really, I think. By the sounds of things, why is she worried about letting the side down? What what is I think like she's feeling like basically the way I look at it and in my response to her is you can have fake tits and still be a feminist. Yeah, of course you can. You know, you can that's why she's not letting the side down. No, the only person you'd ever be letting down is yourself if you didn't do it for you. Yeah. And actually, if you're doing something, regardless of whether it's down to conditioning or anything, if you're doing it because you know it's going to make you feel happy and it's as much as as wonderful it is that her partner is as supportive as he is, actually good because she is entitled to be able to make that choice over her body. It's not his body. So, you know, hallelujah for him for being so supportive um, and saying do it if you want to do it. I think it's really tricky because also you don't know about is is that just what is that one issue that she has with her body or has she had like a history of body issues she said she's lost a lot of weight recently there's a lot kind of at play I think that's a really difficult question to answer because we don't know her we haven't seen that it <laughs> send them in we want to see a picture send before a we can that. openly judge no no we before don't. and after you know, we don't know her. We don't know the ins and outs of the background, of her background. And it's it's a it's a difficult one with surgery, I think, because it is it is a you the thing is with saggy tits or with saggy skin, you're not going to get rid of them. If 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 that's what's happened to your body, that's what's happened to your body. So the only way that's going to change, it isn't like losing weight, is it? It's like no. You, you you can't change you can't put that fat or whatever it is that flesh that whatever back into them I, I've got now out of everything in my my boobs like I I find it sometimes I look at them and think they look great and then other times I look at them and think oh my god they look so fucking shit I'd love to get a boob job because of having kids and breastfeeding and all the rest of it like they're so there's just a shadow of the former selves and it does bother me, but I don't think it bothers me enough. It would never bother me enough to actually do anything about it. Mm. Because I don't know, I'm, I mean, I'm obviously older than her. She said she's in her 20s, isn't she? Yeah, 26. I probably would have cared about it more when I was 26. Yeah, I would have done as well. I, I, I don't care now. I do I do care. That's, that's, you know, I do care. But I just, it doesn't 
carry the weight that it used to. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. You let go, not that you let like you care less, but I think you prioritise things differently as you get older. I don't know, maybe people don't, because obviously people our age get loads of cosmetic surgery. Mm. I'm amazed to see how many people still are, you know, jump on the diet industry bandwagon, however that comes. So I don't think that it's for everyone that as they get older, they care less. I think sometimes people care more because they feel like they've got to cling on to their youth. Yeah. But I, I think for her... She A, needs to try, I'm not going to say remove the guilt because obviously you can't just go, oh, all right, I'm not going to feel guilty anymore. But like, remember that the guilt that she's feeling for, oh my God, am I letting the side down? Well, you're not letting anyone down, sweetheart, because you can't. Putting some fucking fillet in your tits is certainly not going to be letting down women everywhere because you chose to do something for you. If anything, well done. Um, and then like the professional side of it, of like her work colleagues and things, I'd like to think that if they are professional, then they would have enough intelligence to understand the fact that it doesn't take a pair of tits to define a person. And if they aren't professional enough to accept or realise that. Tell I wouldn't tell them though. No, it's none of their fucking business. She's got that thought, you know, that's her instinct is that that's how they're going to react or look up. Don't fucking say anything. But you know, it's it, she doesn't owe that explanation to anybody and I really think it was what I was saying earlier wasn't it about me having my hair cut or, or me getting tattoos and things and feeling like I had to explain and justify my decisions to other yeah. people so that they would accept me and it, that is exactly the same thing that she's looking for so you know she just has to remember that she doesn't owe anybody any form of explanation as to what she's doing and why she's doing it is no one's business. And if they do find out, fuck them. Such a, such a misogynistic, yeah. ridiculous, antiquated view that yeah. having fake tits makes you a bimbo. It's like, fuck off. Mm-hmm. No. Um, so, yeah, I think you've pretty much answered that one, Laura, <laughs> single handedly. Have I? <laughs> I hope so. Do it it for you. Surgery is a tricky thing because you don't know the psychology behind why that person feels they need to do it. Yeah, my my only worry is that it's like there's something else going on. It's a catalyst. Yeah, without because you know, sometimes if you explore where that comes from, where that insecurity comes from, um, and you actually find out that it comes from somewhere that you weren't expecting very unexplained and very yeah, unexpected yeah. normally so very, yeah it always is isn't it yeah. um then by working through that stuff you might end up with a different outcome in this scenario do you know what I mean yeah but she's having a surgery in two weeks time so uh, to round up no you just fucking have the surgery <laughs> and then maybe have them taken out another time yeah <laughs> yeah so it is reversible that's yeah. the other thing it's not forever is it no no, nothing's forever. So uh, round up, um, do what you please and worry less about what other people think. And good luck. And good luck. Yeah, send good us a luck. Picture. I, want to send I would love to see a picture of those titties. I would like to feel a pair of augmented breasts. I have felt them, but I've asked to touch people's. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you fucking have. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> I've got no issue. But the, the thing is, with like with women and things like that, it's like I have a pair of boobs. I don't I get off on touching another pair no, of boobs. It's, it's just, just it's more just... of a. Well, let me feel them. What do they feel like? 
Yeah, exactly. A little prod. Little prod, little poke. Little poke. Um, right, so I guess that brings us to the end of another episode. It's been a lot of chit-chat in this one. A lot of chit-chat, chilly, chilly chit-chat. Yes, don't forget to keep sending us all of your wonderful stories. We've had a lovely little influx recently. Been absolutely yeah. aware. Uh, you can send them to um, our email at noholesbarpodcast at gmail.com or what else can they do, Laura? Uh, well, they can head on over to our Instagram page, which is noholesbarpodcast. Pop into our DMs and we would be delighted to read your stories. Um, I wasn't sure whether we would like to give our aims a shout out. Oh, yes. All right, then. Let's do that. Yeah. So we um, are so professional now. We have a PA yes. that works with us on this podcast. And um, she's Lovely. a little fucking diamond. She's beautiful. She's dealing with all of our admin type things. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow her on Instagram, she does like social media management, doesn't she? For she brands. does. So it's, it's, a, it's not a C, it's a K. Y-R-I-A, creative. Kyria, I think Kyria, creative. Kyria, creative. Amy Kay, social media management. Um, she's bloody brilliant. So yeah, She is bloody, bloody brilliant. Um, so yeah, uh, email us, uh, message us, and don't forget to rate and subscribe. Anything else that we need to put in there? See you next Tuesday, I guess. Yeah, I guess that is just it. See you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.